0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Divine Data. My name is Samantha Rose Capron, and I am so excited to be here with Jules Borden today, COO of Envision Festival. How are you Jules?
1: Very happy to be here in the jungle, grounding down,
0: taking this time. Yeah, so lovely. You get to live on like a how big is the property that you guys live on? You guys live in like a community, right? Yeah, uh, there's like the
1: retreat center, and then I believe like seven or eight different home lots, uh, which there's only like two, three different developments. But yeah, we got a nice little community family up here, which has been an absolute like dream
0: during this time. Yeah, absolutely. Like what um a, you know, example to be setting to show that there is a different lifestyle to be had because right now, you know, in your own community, you have the ability to like grow your own food and be with people and do the things and feel Still sequestered off in a time when we're supposed to be isolating in a way and um, to be surrounded by that much nature. I mean, I know I was just there. Um, and what a blessing it is because I think that nature is one of the most nurturing things that we can experience right now during a time like this.
1: I couldn't agree more. It's been so nice to have time to focus more on the gardens and processing all the ginger and turmeric and yummy things that are just like constantly working on the immune system and and just the ecosystem here in general. Um, it was a, a cool test uh, when it first popped up and kind of thinking about, all right, as a community, how do we address this? What policies are going are we gonna set? And just making sure that, you know, everybody's following a, a similar protocol so that we can protect one another and, and really uh, address it as a family instead of being, you know, a, a neighborhood where everybody's kind of got their own thing going on, and you can't you can't break social distancing in a setting like that.
0: Yeah, it's important to recognize that there are chances for times like these to come around, and if there is, you know, accessibility, capacity, and like the amount of people to com- create the community, it's I think really important for people to be considering moving into more alternative lifestyles yeah. like that, and I think it's called an alternative lifestyle nowadays, but it's like something that's been, you know, it's the ancient practice. It's how people lived. And I believe personally, and I think there are a lot of people who would agree that it is how people should still live. And yeah, it's beautiful that you guys um, are, are doing that and living that and, and living proof of the um, sustainability and like connection that you're able to sustain during even times of total so- social isolation around the entire globe.
1: And even in day-to-day life, you, know, you see uh, society moving closer and closer to this model of, of ease and comfort and everything being delivered to your doorstep. And it's supposed to allow us to have more time for whatever it is that we're doing but in reality I see that as just separating us more and more um, from humans from nature from our source of food Uh, and and I think that that's what's creating so much of this like there's an emotional disturbance in people that they feel disconnected um, and I think so much of that comes from this idea of, of standardization and ease of use. Um, I find that I get so much more joy out of taking the time to plant a tree and then come back later and like reap the benefits and eat the fruit off of that tree versus the supply chain now where you have no idea where your food is coming from and
0: there's no connection to the spirit that's in it absolutely and planting that tree you know you may have to wait a bit for it to grow but then you're sustaining life for years to come you know that tree can be feeding your grandchildren your great-grandchildren um and it's something to be said about like uh yeah We have kind of become a society that's addicted to this, um, at our fingertips ease, you know what I'm saying? Like you just said, it's like we even have it in dating life, like the swipe right, swipe left, I want the next one, I want the new thing, I want the fastest thing, I want Amazon Prime this, I want that. When, um, you know, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey kind of thing, and we need to remember that because we're moving too quickly as a society, trying to develop way too much too fast. And, um, I like to say, you know, the, you know, mother nature doesn't need us to help sustain her. It's just our responsibility to help sustain humanity. Like she's fine, yeah, but she's not fine with what we're doing and we won't be fine if we keep doing what we're doing. And these, Times are very evident of that and it goes beyond just, you know, the current prevalent news of the virus. It's the forest fires. It's the other natural disasters. It's the lava in Hawaii. Like, it's all of the things that Mother Nature is like, look, like, with destruction comes creation and you guys need to build anew and the destruction is going to keep getting greater and greater and greater until we do something about it um, or she does something about us.
1: I think this is a pretty uh, pretty mild warning in comparison to some of the other ways that mother nature could uh, give us a slap on the wrist you know Um, not to downplay any of it it's it's a real thing that's happening but um, yeah I, I just hope that people can really take something away from this and not just rush to go back to what was normal
0: that's my biggest fear absolutely and i think that's a really beautiful segue into talking a little bit about envision because at envision you guys are creating a whole society there to help like people quite literally envision this new earth that we're stepping into, that we're giving, we're being given the opportunity to choose to step into. And I hope that we all do. I think that we as humanity are waking up collectively through all of what's going on right now, but you never know if it's gonna really be enough. And I'm really hopeful, and I have hope, and I have not given up. But yeah, going every year to envision has given me more and more hope, has opened so many doors and so many portals for me. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey, getting involved with, and now being one of the COOs of Envision.
1: So yeah. Yeah, I, uh, oh, where to start? Um, well, I went to, to college in Nashville to study music business um i didn't really know exactly what i wanted to do with it yet um the the commonality for me was i have always been drawn to music because of the way that it connects people um the way that you can stand in a crowd with a bunch of people that may not even speak the same language as you and still go through the same range of emotions and feel that connection. Um, So pursuing music for me was was kind of always what I knew I wanted to do. Um, And then as I uh, went deeper into schooling, I realized I really liked the organization and and business side systems, Um, the things that to other people would probably bore them to death <laughs> um <laughs> I, I i studied music business and then when i graduated i just couldn't find anything in the us that really called to me um and i was fortunate enough to have the, the financial freedom to volunteer and travel so i got connected with leaf organization which is a nonprofit that works um in many different countries throughout the world, preserving indigenous culture through music and arts. Um, so they got me set up in Costa Rica on like a three month volunteer stint. And I uh, came down here and just started um, getting more involved with a project down here, Proyecto Gironde, um that was really trying to make the the indigenous music and culture relevant to uh, the younger generations here in Costa Rica, um, infusing vocal tracks into modern electronic music. It was just really, really cool. Um, But anyway, in that time, I, I had the freedom to travel on my own and ended up in this area in Uvita just to, Be a tourist and see some whales and (laughs) do all the fun stuff and ended up couch surfing on the couch of the CFO at the time of Envision. I didn't really know what it was um, and I just kind of dove right in. He got me a position and I stuck around after the festival and just made myself available. I knew that That deep down it was something that I really felt called to be involved in. Um, It's put on by a group of really incredible humans um, that really like put their whole heart and soul into creating this experience that people can like walk away from with new tools to integrate into their own lives Um, and it was just a clear like talk about human connection, talk about breaking down barriers and and opening you up to a whole new experience and and paradigm and way of living um and i just yeah i I kept inserting myself (laughs) into the business until i finally made it up to coo and i just i get so much fulfillment out of being able to create organization for envision and make it digestible for for the employees and for the attendees and
0: just trying to make it a little bit easier every year (laughs) well my experience has gotten better and better every year um I want to ask you what is the heart of envision festival
1: oh that's a hard question I mean it's it's connection with yourself, connection with the people around you and connection with nature. Um, it's the the concept that we are all one and that if we're not looking out for each other and supporting each other um, and and doing the thing together, why are we even doing it?
0: Yeah. Yeah definitely I think that it's it, it is that that is exactly what it is is oneness um, when I that's the essence I feel stepping into the festival grounds um, even before that it's actually incredible at all of the airports on your way into Envision Festival you can like spot people going to Envision and at first in the States you're like don't ask yet you're just like going to a flight to like Miami, and like it's just Miami. A lot of people go to Miami, you can't just assume they're going. And then, like, you get to Miami and you're like, they're going to Costa Rica. Like, that's when you walk up to Costa Rica or the Miami airport. Like, so envision, (laughs) and it's just like you feel that energy that family already. It's like we all have it, you know, of course, because oneness is inclusive of everyone, even non envision goers, of course. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's interesting. It's like this, I don't know, this extra, extra essence of the energy that, that bringing us all together, magnetizing us there all at once to be there in that space. And the amount of synchronicities that occur there and like opportunities and people that you meet, like I, um, happened to end up last minute speaking at envision this year, not even knowing that I would do that because a spa opened up at the Humans I Trust camp stage. And like, you know, of course, I loved speaking there. It's not like it was like a main stage or anything, but like I was not even expecting to speak. there There's my third year coming to Envision, like the third time I'd ever even spoken on a stage and it was there and it was one of the most sacred moments I've ever experienced because I was like, I'm here, this is where I found so much of my soul family and so much has catalyzed from the very first time I stepped foot in this land. So yes, oneness, definitely. Okay, and I wanna know, cause I, this is an interesting time right now for music festivals and I see that you guys have already started to move into a bit of the virtual space I wanna hear, is there any sort of extra plan? Are there gonna be more events coming up online? What can we look out for with the Envision crew? Yeah, you know, we're in the
1: process of trying to navigate the, uh, the online presence right now, like most people and most businesses are. It's, it's definitely a challenge to uh, find the space in a virtual reality that's so strong right now. Um, so we're we're working on it, just trying to figure out kind of where the best place for us to land is. Um, and in the meantime, we're also developing um, more of the on the ground community um, and talking about expanding the property that we live on here, Salva Armonia, into an envisioned community with the neighboring property and really cultivating more of that year-round physical presence. which That's really what fires me up. Um, I We definitely want to offer the online content for people right now because you know, we did one, uh, one online festival. Uh, month ago that was really great we had a lot of people that gave us feedback that they they really appreciated having the connection and and having the opportunity to be a part of the Envision tribe again um and I think growing and evolving to a place where we can uh provide that for people year-round is is a really amazing opportunity really exciting but for me personally I get fired up thinking about my immediate community here and really cultivating the connections I think a lot of people are really realizing how how distant they are from their local communities in in this time um, I know a lot of my friends have talked about how they're realizing that you know normally they're traveling all over the world for most of the year and they're not cultivating the relationships that they have surrounding their own homes Um, and that it's been a really cool opportunity to think about how can we support our local and immediate family and, and cultivate those relationships deeper so that's kind of where my heart's been at and also trying to
0: help things along in the in the virtual world as well that's awesome to hear um, that you guys are being able to like move into that space of the virtual world so quickly and to be able to pivot that quickly um and offer that to the people because i think that's one thing about music festivals that gets to me a little bit is that it's only once a year and it's like a little bit of medicine and then you want the medicine and you can't get it for like the rest of the year because it's a very special medicine. Like each is each music festival has its own energy, has its own essence, has its own, you know, community that's going to bring you different information and music and friends and, you know, all of the things that create a music festival. Um, and to hear, you know, this potentiality now, even though it's through kind of this, like, devastating time, we're now seeing this ability to, even though, like, it's, you know, be, like, really hard to keep up, like, a year-round festival because it's very expensive um, <laughs> and very tiring. I know, because I worked the first year that I went to and like, even just as a volunteer, it was very, very, very tiring. Um, so... But to be able to do it in the virtual space, you know, we can do this from our living rooms. We can still communicate. We can still be that family. And as sweet as it is to only be able to, you know, contact dance once a year and maybe at some other festivals we run into each other at, you know, we can still contact each other and still have that connection. Um, but I also agree that while we should be looking at this bigger picture because we want to heal externally what has go- been going on. We need to start internally and then work our way outwards. So like doing that internal work and then turning to our families and our communities. And that's how that ripple effect happens. Um, Cause if we can really like create and cultivate that space and that harmony in ourselves and then our immediate communities, it's bound to, through the ether, affect everyone else across the globe. And so I commend you for that. And I think that's exactly where your heart should be. If that's where your heart wants to be, it's a perfect place, but not just that. I think that's where we should be collectively aiming to have our focus.
1: Yeah, we're in such a unique time of, of reflection and opportunity right the the ability that we have to connect at a time like this where we're quote-unquote isolated um, it, we're incredibly lucky to be in the era that we're in and be able to share knowledge with one another and emotionally support one another from afar it's it's huge like there's definitely something to be said for the internet um, <laughs> as hard as it can be to weed through all of the media and the conspiracy theories and all of it, um, there's so much good that comes out of it as well. Um, And I've I've really appreciated seeing
0: seeing it through a new light. Totally, I think that, um, you know, I have spent quite a few years in this um, internal debate with myself whether or not the internet is evil. And um, I just realized that it can be our ally and it is one of like the most empowering sources if you allow it to be. And it's just like, you know, it's about consumption, what you're willing to consume, And unfortunately, we live in a consumer's world and consumerism, you know, will sell us that really cheap stuff, but that like very enticing, alluring stuff. And we need to, like you said, weed through that. And um, I think that through this, people are not looking for those distractions anymore because they've lost all other distractions. You know, they don't, we don't know how to Work with those anymore. Now we're seeing the truth. We're feeling the truth. We're seeing something collectively on a like. I've never, I don't know if humanity has ever experienced something like this on such a global level and been able to communicate about it at the same time and feel each other through the ether, but actually know like cognitively as well why am I feeling so much too? Oh, wow. And so then people learn about empathy. Like we're learning so much and we're learning, you know, we're learning how deprecative our actions are to society by seeing what the world looks like when we don't do our normal activity every day. And quote unquote, like normal, like you said in the beginning, we shouldn't be looking back to rush back to normalcy. What is normalcy? why do we want that? It wasn't good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I don't know how to ask this. I mean, it's such an interesting time for music festivals I and mean, everyone is sort of, you know, rest in peace. Uh, uh, festival season 2020, obviously it's very difficult. And I can't imagine what it's like, like to be, um, I don't even know how to word this question, but like, so you say we're working on the immediate community right now like what does it look like is there a plan in motion or is it just on a holding pattern right now for next year
1: for the festival you mean yeah yeah right now we're we're just taking it day by day it's so so hard to tell where anything is gonna be in eight months from now you know so Focusing our energy on the the things that we know we can be doing to to help our our attendees and the larger community and and Any any content that we can get out there to really support people through this process Um, and then I mean there's There's plenty of analysis going on in the (laughs) backgrounds and constantly looking at the numbers and trying to see all of the different millions of scenarios that that lay in front of us um but really it's it's all speculation right now and i think that's what's making this so difficult for so many different industries um the event industry is definitely being hurt hard but tourism retail like there it there's so much uncertainty and it's trying to predict and control where we're headed is probably what's going to drive you insane (laughs) so i'm just kind of like trying to loosen the reins a little bit position ourselves to to be as flexible as possible for when the the veil is lifted and we have an idea of what the future holds um and then be poised and ready to to attack
0: totally i love it i mean i think that there's something to be said about the timing of everything like to have been able to still gather this year for the 10-year anniversary and beyond that i think it was important it had to happen you know the people there had to go and meet each other there that had to happen i genuinely believe and this may be too woo-woo for some people watching this but like i believe that what we created there emanated a frequency out into the planet that was not just healing for us, but healing for everyone, healing for humanity and connected to everyone and connected to humanity. Because we weren't just sitting there only thinking about ourselves and the amount of workshops that we're talking about, the globe that we're talking about, reaching out through the ether for their loved ones. And we're always thinking community-based, global-based there, worldwide. And that's what it is, because it's, it's people coming from all walks of life, all nodes of the planet, coming together because of that one draw for oneness, that seeking of soul family and connection and community. And um, that is, I think, in you know, the heart of Envision, yes, but the essence of the human existence as well. Um, And it is like one beating heart there at Envision and it is incredible, you know, you get to go and plant trees there and you get to learn all of these workshops and you get the best like business opportunities of your life, especially if you're in like the wellness and consciousness space because you go and you meet someone on the dance floor, you don't even speak to them, you think maybe they don't speak the same language as you, but they happen to be working on the same project as you, receiving the same downloads and oh, it turns out you guys are birthday twins too and like share a middle name. Like, <laughs> and, and you're gonna work for the rest of your lives together and you were meant to meet there. Like that's the stuff that happens there and that magic needed to happen again. And it's funny cause I was telling someone that, and I don't know, maybe it's too soon you can tell me if I should edit this part out, but someone was telling me that like, oh, were you at the music festival? Like the last music festival on earth, the one that people got stuck at. And I was like, at first I said yes, cause I didn't know that there was this music festival that like people actually got stuck at. And I was just like, yes, it was the last music festival on earth. Like that's how it felt. And they're like, oh my God, are you okay? Tell us everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm great. It was like the best year ever. And I'm so happy. And then they're like, wait was this the one I, I don't remember where it was in Panama or wherever you can tell me if you know um, but I was like oh no no this was Costa Rica everyone was fine we all got out like you no. Know,
1: like, yeah. <laughs> our timing was definitely very fortunate um, yeah that festival in Panama I feel so deeply for them
0: logistically I, I can't even begin to imagine I mean I want to know about like just projects that Envision like gets behind, Envision starts that makes the world a better place because you know I mentioned the tree planting but I know that a lot of like the vendors and the people that come talk and like uh, there was a superhero academy and there's tons of people involved with Envision and Envision's family and you guys are always working towards making the world a better place so. I wanna hear about some of your favorite projects that have come through Envision.
1: Well, the the biggest one that, that I can think of uh, immediately off the top of my mind is Costas Verdes, the, the reforestation project, as you mentioned. Um, we worked with them for many years and planted, reforested a lot of coastal park here in Costa Rica. Um, and now we're working even more closely with uh, Federico Gutierrez who is like the our main liaison with them who's now started uh, Somos El Cambio which is a, a nonprofit association that Envision is using to um, funnel funds towards reforestation, uh, beach cleanups, community activities um, and that's really it's been Amazing to see that project flourish and really take root this year um, with our 10,000 Tree Challenge. They're the ones that are implementing that. So we've got trees going in the ground on site right now. It's, it's a really, it's so close to home that that's the one that I really um, am the most involved in. And then, like you said, we have theme camps that come in Human Rights Trust, um, Freedom Culture. Momentum has always brought really, really cool vibe and performance and, and just love everything they do. Um, but yeah, the, the year round opportunities, uh, I'm really excited to dive deeper into cultivating those relationships. And, and now that we've got a little bit more uh, time and, and uh availability on our hands, Hopefully, we can uh, really start to dream up more. What can we be doing to activate on a global level and on a local level? And um, yeah, just building it out to be something that's accessible to people year-round. Instead of, it, it's a bummer that envision only happens once a year, and the rest of the time, you know the we rent the site all year round and it just, it's a constant battle against the jungle trying to make sure that it doesn't get eaten. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've got a lot of work on our hands and sometimes it can, it can get easy to, it can be easy to get stuck in the lens of like, we have to work so hard to do this festival once a year. Um, and so having this paradigm shift has really given us the opportunity to think about what what else could we be doing? How can we activate more throughout the year and using our connections, um, really expand our network and, and offer
0: more to the, to the world? Yeah, maybe we can talk after this and we can collaborate. I'm seeing like a conference festival I wanna throw on those grounds with you guys. I don't know, maybe it could be like, a Mid-year one—that's uh, tied to Envision. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. <laughs> Seeing things, feeling things. I don't know. I, I agree, though. I think that there's something like this. there's there's an essence to the excitement of waiting one year to go again. You know, it's it's tasty, it's alluring, it's great. But I really do miss the whole family, and it's like that's hard to stay connected. And if we can do something virtually, if we can find ways to create events around the world of Envision sponsored or Envision just collective people coming together and we're doing that and not just, you know, Envision let's move this into a global act. Let's all be like continuing that lifestyle. And I was even saying this yesterday that there was one point in time where I said, I think I was 18 years old and I was like, I want my whole life to be like a music festival. I just do. I want to be able to freely express myself. I want to love everyone. I want to learn from everyone. I want to be as weird as I want. All the time. <laughs> yeah, dance all the time, all of the time. Like, not stop dancing and have it be okay, and have it be okay to dress weird, to not really dress in much at all, to have whatever you want. Dress
1: ourselves
0: on a very real level is what it's all about. And
1: that's the vulnerabilities too. It's the the r- wide range of emotions that aren't always supported in modern society. Like you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to live this life. And I love the way that festivals and just break down those walls and encourage you to like discover who you are, figure out your style, like all of those things. Um, it, teaches you how to rediscover yourself right we're not we're not claiming to have the answers we're trying to create a container for you to come and open the the portal into like your own full potential and who you are and and being able to connect with other people to support you in doing that
0: Absolutely. And I think like snaps to that. I think if uh, any other people who plan music festivals out there watching this, that should be the bottom line. The only reason why it's being done, Um, you know, the music and all of that. Yeah. But that's all part of it. That's the human connection. That's the oneness. That's the unity. That's what's creating the vibe, the frequency, but that's also us and it's uh, it's coming back to home it's coming back to love it's coming back to oneness and to full freedom of individual expression you know and self-expression is so important and so stifled in regular society you know we're told that like some of our biggest like magic powers are our downfalls and some are even labeled like learning disabilities and stuff when it's like that's a magic power man like you just haven't learned how to like translate their symbols into your symbols and that's exactly what a space like Envision does because it just lifts the veil it is that portal and it's just like come on in this is who you are this is like you're going to discover who you are you're going to discover your whole family inside and and then so much more in this world because yeah we don't need language beyond energy we don't need anything beyond music and dancing and being free and expressing ourselves and if we can remember that then maybe it'll be easier to support each other maybe greed will be less and we'll want more connection and we'll want more happiness and joy and realize that that's what we're operating for is the primary thing is that that pursuit of happiness and to be happy is to know thyself to love thyself and to know thyself and to love thyself is to know your brother or your sister absolutely we're we're all in it together literally very very much so we're all in this together we're and i i almost want to say I appreciate the coronavirus in a sense, just because it's allowing us to realize that we are really all in this together. And as much as we need to be self-sovereign beings and take care of ourselves, we also need the help of our communities and not just our communities at home, but our communities at large. Um, But yeah, and and that's why, yeah, going to music festivals, just traveling in general, because I know that, you know, you've had a bit of a vagabond, find yourself lifestyle like myself, like we get to learn about the different nodes of the planet. We get to learn that there's like so much more out there and the world is quite large and yet it's really, really small because there always happens to be some sort of weird two to six degree of separation from you and some native tribe in the mountains of Peru or Costa Rica or wherever you may be, you know? yeah and i think the
1: the raw the environment i don't know if that's a word raw <laughs> <More laughs> the environment the the more it brings people together too it's why you look at models like burning man and like the human connection that happens there is just it's unrivaled like the the serendipitous moments and 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 i think a part of that comes from you know I, I was listening to charles eisenstein did a podcast with life is a festival and they talked about the safety third principle at burning man um and how that is essentially like you're consciously giving up a degree of safety in exchange for that feeling of really being alive um and and not only that but having to rely on on other people to, to help you through hard situations. Like if you've ever been to Burning Man, you're going to end up in a situation where you're across the playa and you don't have a bike and you just ran out of water and you're in the middle of the desert alone. And then you realize you're not. You're surrounded by thousands of, of family members that you just don't even know that they're family. Um, and that supporting one another, um, and and uh, embracing the possibility of death is a thing that modern society is so focused on on extending life. And again, going back to that, the ease of use and everything's comfortable and safe and and packaged up into this little pristine box, but then we end up bored. We're bored. We want something that's gonna give us that thrill. We wanna jump out of a plane or you know, go skiing down the side of a cliff. Whatever it is, whatever the outlet is, I feel like as humans, we kind of need to, to dance with death a little bit in order to like truly feel alive and, and truly understand that we're, we have the ability to rely on one
0: another to help us through it. Absolutely. Uh, it's super important right now. And I think that there's also like, this sense of like going inwards enough to like almost self-isolate to the point where you have to realize that like, you need other people we need other humans and sometimes that needs to happen and i see a lot of people right now having a hard time because you know through the matrix lifestyle we have to walk every day as a warrior and we we don't get to you know want to feel held every day and that's what is also so interesting about music festivals because it's almost this like sigh when you get there because you're like i'm held i'm held by mother nature i'm held by my family here i'm held by the community here And I've lived in intentional communities before, you know, it's possible to bring that festival lifestyle into those communities. It's possible to even walk down the streets and live in your small apartment in a big old city and feel disconnected from everyone, but still hold that light and know that oneness is there and know your community from Burning Man and from Envision and all of the other places are out there, but also right there too. the people that you're walking around those cities and the people that you're at black rock city and you don't know anyone because you are lost in the middle of the playa and you can't find your friends and there you go you just made 10 new friends at a camp that you didn't know existed and i i don't know i've never even been to burning man but it's like a huge dream of mine and i'm going to go i just have always told myself that i want to be fully prepared and i think i'm finally at that point in my consciousness journey that I would feel good. Like I thrive in music festival lifestyle, but that Burning Man is like, you know, like hell week of being in like the military or something. Like it's the real one. It's the thing. That's how you know you, if you get into the Navy SEALs or not. <laughs> and, um, uh, I don't mean to put it on a pedestal at all, but that's a a massive gathering of that sort. And to be so ingrained in like the Envision community and know so many people that go to Burning Man is like, okay, cool. Like I can move into that space. And I think that that shows that if we can do it at something like Burning Man, we can move it outward and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, a lot of people look at alternative lifestyle and they kind of scoff at it because it's not in their programming. It's not what they've been conditioned to know is normal and true and right and whatever. Um, but like, I dare, I dare those people to just get a day pass to envision, man, like go, go for like, or a weekend pass. I don't know what you guys do anymore. I don't want to Sell so fake day passes. I don't know if they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they do, right? Sundays or something like I think that. It's a
1: Sunday day pass.
0: Yeah, and Sunday. A
1: day pass and a
0: three-day. Exactly, exactly. So, like, go. I dare you to try it for just one day. Come for a couple hours. Like, I'll get someone a ticket if they really are a naysayer, and I want to sh- see the smile on their face when they realize, oh my God, I get to be free, and I get to be me. And there's people that live like this year-round. So I want to thank you, Jules, for doing that. And I know that there's plenty of communities and people doing it, but we need people to actually live that lifestyle, you know? And I'm sure that there's plenty of people who run music festivals who like say like, yeah, transformational music festival, but then like live in like a apartment somewhere in a city and like, don't do any of the lifestyle stuff during the rest of the year. And it's just that weekend, but to be authentic and actually be living there and it's your jungle and that's your space and you know you guys get to cultivate this community year-round and then like bring to life an even bigger community once a year and now trinkle that into i don't know if trinkle is a word but sprinkle i think is what i meant to say (laughs) you know trinkle sprinkle great words yeah all like we're just like make the rules in this new earth we're stepping into we just get to say what we want express what we want do what we want yes all of those things um and to walk away from this i want to know your favorite part of being a leader in this music festival space Hmm. I
1: feel like I could talk for another hour on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so my my role, not to get too in the weeds here, but I, I thrive in creating the systems and the documentation. And, you know, Envision goes from being like five to 10 person team in the off- months and then in the fall we start ramping up a couple hundred and then during the event we have over a thousand employees and that happens every single year we have to onboard all of those people Um, so creating in making information accessible and digestible is kind of my strength and and then watching that go from spreadsheets and SOPs and all of the systems on my little computer screen right here to this flourishing ecosystem of, of people and organizations and connection, watching it come alive after months and months of just thinking about it hypothetically and, and passing along information to, um, to our team, which then gets passed along to the volunteers, which then just it just radiates out to the attendees until it's like Friday and I'm standing there in the middle of the field looking around and going like, did that happen? <laughs> the, the things that I kept seeing on my computer screen all year, like it's wild. It's wild to watch it all
0: come to life. Absolutely, that's magical. That's you know watching um, what you've written down in your manifestation journal come into fruition before your very eyes, and done with love by a community that you know is old and new. All the people that you've like grown with, and now new people that get to come in and do it. And I even had a friend who did one of the stages, Luna Stage, two years ago. She designed it and I was so impressed. I went to middle school with her. I was three years old. I've known her since I was three years old. And I didn't even know until I got to the festival and I saw that she was posting that. She was like, oh, me and my team designed this stage. And I was like, what? How, and like, it felt so inter, like another connection, the oneness and not to get into a whole anecdote, but yes, it's incredible. It's an amazing portal. I am so grateful to, you know, have been able to attend it this year. I hope, you know, we all get together again soon, but if it's not in person, I look forward to whatever magic you guys come out with on the internet. Um, And yeah, thank you so much, Jules. I adore you. It was so fun to talk.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity
0: absolutely have a good one babe
1: thanks i'll talk to you later
0: talk to you soon